0: Are you ready?
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Around the CFL podcast. Anthony here with you again this morning. And today I am excited to have our very special guest. He is the owner of the BC Lions, Mr. Amar Doman. In August of 2021, the BC Lions were sold to our guest today. He is the founder of Futura Corporation, which is one of the B- British Columbia's largest privately owned companies. It is an honor to have this man, Amar Doman, here today. Amar, welcome to the podcast.
0: Hey, Anthony. Thanks very much, and I appreciate you having me on.
1: Thank you. So first of all, I guess tell everybody tell everybody about yourself and what is Futura Corporation.
0: Yeah, our family's been in forestry, sawmilling and uh, building materials for a lot of years, almost 100. So I got into that when I was young through the family and then broke out on my own kind of in the late 80s as I got out of school and uh, dove straight into business. So we've been building up building materials and uh, forestry assets across North America now for you know about 32, 33 years. And and of grown into a large company. We have about 4,000 employees now.
1: So where did the passion for football come from?
0: You know, always uh, since I was a kid uh, fooling around playing some football in Victoria where I grew up um, and, you know, devoted CFL fan, NFL fan, just a big, big sports fan in general. But uh, when the Lions uh, opportunity was sort of coming off and on years ago, um, I negotiated with David Braley and we, you know, it took a while back and forth, but then sadly he passed away and I dealt with his, his estate, who was great, and there were some notes, I guess, left to, that I was one of the guys to deal with, and we put the deal together pretty quickly.
1: Growing up in Victoria, were you always a Lions fan? Always, 100%, back to
0: the days of Louis Pasaglia. I mean, there's just so much history with the Lions, and those days, obviously, uh, even back in the 80s, the The crowds were gigantic and, um, you know, it's, it's nice to see us starting to rebuild some of that again here. And it's just
1: been a passion of mine for a long time. What did you know about the BC Lions organization, I guess, internally prior to the purchase? You know,
0: I, I do, uh, some of the internal management, uh, the team is great, obviously being uh, suite holders and ticket holders for a lot of years. So we kind of knew who's who in the zoo a bit there and certainly, uh, you know, getting closer to it as we were negotiating, the team was excellent. Just a first class group of, uh, of
1: management. What was the thought process when you first decided to look into actually purchasing a Canadian Football League team?
0: Well, you know, the process was you, you can't really get these things. It's very rare. They come for sale. David had it for 25 years. and You know, these aren't things where you can just, uh, you know, kind of walk around and just say, hi, I want to buy a team and it's available. Most aren't for sale. The Lions now, you know, will not be for sale, uh, you know, be in our family, hopefully for generations. So it's one of those things where these are trophy assets and uh, the process is, it's hard, you know, it, it, it's not easy. And then uh, the owner is going to be very, very careful of where that team goes, depending on, you know, which team it is, etc., and whose hands it goes into because these assets need to be, you know, cared for and run right. And I really believe the CFL is graduating into an elite ownership group. That uh, is fantastic.
1: When the purchase was finalized and that big sigh of relief comes, we're like, all right, done. What was uh, what was your first thought and what was your first goal for the organization?
0: Well, number one was getting it back uh, into the youth area of British Columbia, which means, you know, my kids are playing football, having the Lions jerseys out there, really investing in tents for the fields all over the B.C., getting us back uh, sort of visible, if you will. And, you know, we've done that and we did that quickly. We came right into it and said, let's start investing. And we're also investing our time. You know, our our players are out uh, visiting almost uh, 200 schools. So we're we're everywhere. And we're really getting the logo back out there such that uh, the youth can see it and everyone else that really enjoys football or wants to learn football has an opportunity and we're getting them back in the stadium and we're really targeting the youth.
1: When at the sale was finalized, I mean, they had a fantastic owner. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. did pass away. What was the internal reaction that first day in the office for you when you went in there?
0: Well, you know, certainly, um, you know, the first day of the ownership, and the, you know, when we we're signing the paperwork, that's when it really became real. You know, the document signing as the owner of the BC Lions and being part of the CFL, joining the Board of Governors. You know, what an honor to be a, a part of this. And really, uh, it was overwhelming well, the, the part where it really hit me is when they, we went out and announced me as being owner to the team and the, the whole team, you know, was shut down through their practice and training, you know, they were training in the middle of the season in August and it was that truncated season, of course, of 21 and all the team is walking up and there i am standing there and i'm you know i'm going to give the announcement and speak to these guys and it was one of the most uh you know epic moments almost like you know when you have kids it's one of those moments you never forget that's just wonderful and that was just an absolutely special moment for me in my
1: life it was said that you really wanted to restore leo's pride what does leo's pride mean to you
0: you know it means british columbians all having something to cheer for, something that they admire, heroes on the field, knowing who their team is and really pulling for, you know, a winner in such a great game of football. And the CFL game is so great. It's so special, you know, in the West, obviously the team went through some tough years. So, you know, let's be honest, you know, winning helps correct a lot of things in most markets, no matter what sport you're in, but certainly uh, we had some tough years. We're rebuilding and uh, you know, having that feeling of, But, you know, maybe uh, you saw, I believe you went to a game this year or last year, I should say, of, you know, the pride and people really cheering and getting into it. And there's nothing better than when a province or a city or a community pulls together to cheer on the team. And I'll tell you what, that gives the players an edge when the crowd's going nuts, especially in football. I believe that is an edge. uh, And I want to bring that edge back to B.C
1: yeah fan interaction inside b c place is probably, in my opinion, the best fan experience that I've ever seen in the league today. Um you're right. I did have the opportunity to get to a game last year in b c place and it was absolutely wild. The dance team Rory was incredible. uh What are some things you have implemented for the that fan experience, and what can fans expect this coming year for that fan experience?
0: Well, you know, we're going to continue to build on uh, that that experience you're talking about. You know, we took the dance team from 8 to 42. Um, you know, we've invested in halftime. We've invested in, you know, uh, trying to get A-list bands coming in for these openers, as I've been talking about. So the other thing we've done is really created a party atmosphere outside of BC Place. You might have seen the beer gardens, the party, the live bands. Um, it is a f- like you want to get down there a couple hours early and really enjoy and have us closing part of the streets so everyone knows there's an event going on and i'll tell you what it's really gelled we're helping subsidize too we've got five dollar beers five dollar margaritas and you know everyone can afford it we're trying to say there's no inflation when you come to the bc lions we're not raising ticket prices we're making it affordable for families which is a huge goal of mine and um you know it, it's uh it's translating into great ticket sales Our season's ticket sales are now ahead of all of our plans for 23 so we're pretty excited about this investment we're making uh, coming from all angles to rebuild this great brand we have.
1: So you're one of the first owners I've ever heard say that you want to make it family friendly. You want to make it affordable for families. Why is that for you? I mean, not, not many other teams because a lot of football players and teams say it's a business, but hearing you right now, it's the love and the passion of the game.
0: Well, it is. And, And quite frankly, you know, the, the business success leads you to be able to own an asset like this. So it comes at all angles. And when I, when I sit back and I look at this and I, and I see the happiness of British Columbians walking yeah. into the stadium, you know, enjoying the band, uh, enjoying the game kickoff, all of these different things. It, it gives me uh, so much pride and it's not a feeling of the, you, you hear the term giving back too often. It's not giving back. This is a business. But at the end of the day, I've stated publicly, and I'll state here right on your show, that all the dollars that are generated by the BC Lions profits, everything goes back into the BC Lions, into the community, and it goes into youth football. So everything we're doing is community driven, 100%. Um, You know, Dwayne, our new president who came, you know, through the CFL, and before that he was back with Edmonton, you know, he views us as sort of a, a private organization running a community team, and that's how we feel about it.
1: That's incredible. I've had uh, a lot of experience myself with football operations, player personnel positions in the league. And BC is by far now today, probably that one of those pinnacle levels. A lot of people say, you know, the Calgary Stampeders is like the Patriot way in the NFL. But the BC Lions are really starting to rival and it's just it's becoming a fantastic organization. It's been about 18 months now since the purchase. How would you evaluate the franchise from 18 months ago to today?
0: You know, uh, when we got there, it was a, a difficult situation and it's no one's fault. You know, the, you know Mr. Braley had passed um, and, you know, it, it was sort of, you know, a, I don't want to say a ship left out at sea a little bit, but it didn't have the, that local energy that I really believe most, you know, teams need and the CFL needs. And to have that local touch, the local push, you know, myself being visible in the community, uh, being a local business guy, we know a lot of people. I leaned on a lot of my business colleagues, my friends to say, hey, guys, come on in. Look, buy buy a couple of tickets, at least just come out to a game and see what we're trying to do here and make some noise. And I got to tell you, every single one of of, uh, my relationships that I called showed up for me. And I got to thank everybody for that. And, of course, now they're turned on, to your point. They're, they're coming in going, this isn't like the old Lions. This is a whole different deal when you come. And uh, I think we have succeeded in that in a short period of time. So we've, we've changed the game quite a bit, and we're going to continue to do that, listen to our fans, see what they want, and then do our best to implement that and really listen. And I'll, I, I'll tell you, I, I'd say our team um, of the management, the group, the ticket people, everybody we've got, A lot of them are young, they're pumped, they love the Lions, they're all into it, and that spreads with their friends. So the Lions are relevant again back in BC, and it's a cool thing to be at. And uh, I've got to say, we've come a long way.
1: You definitely have. Uh, Coach Rick Campbell came over from the Ottawa Red Blacks, and he shares the general manager role with Neil McAvoy. How involved are you with the football operations side of the team?
0: Yes, that that one there, I really let – Neil and Rick run the show and Dwayne uh, being the president. Uh, those, those guys are, you know, basically, you know, it's their show to run. Um, you know, they're, they're responsible for the wins and losses. I don't like sticking my nose into player personnel's anything like that. I'll just say, Hey, as a fan, here's my opinion. Uh, but I certainly do not want to be someone pulling strings. These guys are experts. They're paid for it. It's their whole life. Um, you know, who am I to come in? And I always say, Would I want, you know, a CFL coach or management coming in to run my lumber business? Probably not. I don't think I'm going to go run theirs.
1: That's a great way of looking at it for sure. Uh, Last year, there was a ton of success and you should be really proud of the team. Um, It's sad to see Nathan worked apart, but happy for his success moving forward, going down to Jacksonville. What do you hope to see from the club in 2023 on the field?
0: Well, you know, most of our team is intact. Yeah, it was tough to see Nathan go. We're very happy for him and wish him the best down south. Uh, You know, Burnham retiring is a sting, but we have got such a strong receiving core. uh, I would say the best in the CFL, there's no question. Um, You know, we've really got some special things going on on the field and off the field. So, what I mean by off the field, this team sticks together. The defense side of things is almost 100% intact as well. So, we've done a good job of really, you know, the word team, keeping it a team. So 2023, we're very excited. Vernon Adams, it's going to be his offense. Now we can contour it in the playbook towards him. Our offensive coordinator is is working directly with him already on getting ready for this. Uh, it's, you know, I, I believe we're going to be a contender, a very strong contender for the Great Cup this year, just because of the awesome team that we have. And they, they know each other and they've gone through some emotion, the Nathan thing. Um, all of these things, you know, they build character into a team. And I believe we've got one of the best and one of the most exciting teams uh, that's all going to be on the field for 2023. So uh, we're all in, all excited.
1: You know, the old saying, offense wins games, defense wins championships. Everyone talks about the offense, but I want to, want to switch it a little bit. Coach Tanya has done a fantastic job with your team on the defensive coaching side. How important to ha- is it to have her on the staff?
0: Well, it's 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 unbelievably important. And she joined us just around the time I showed up. And, you know, frankly, she's done just such a hell of a job. You're correct. It's those, you know, the defense keeps you in these games. We, we've got a lot of horsepower and firepower on offense. But if you haven't got that defensive side, as we know in football, you're doomed. And she's a winner and she gets it. She's young. She's smart. We're we're so lucky to have her. And, and also, we've got a really nice roster uh, and a deep roster of defensive personnel on this club.
1: I'm a very big advocate for women in football and uh, even in my past episodes I'm very vocal on that and I was so proud to see what you guys did with having Tanya in there and what she's done for football in Alberta and now coming to you guys it's incredible to see and you know I'm really proud to see the Lions doing that we had Dominic Rimes recently on the show and he praised you directly for the work you have done so far. How excited are you to host the Grey Cup in 2024? And how involved do you get to be in that process?
0: Well, that's great. We appreciate Dominic's, uh, you know, statements there. He's a class act. Look, I'll, I'll tell you that, um, you know, when we first got involved here, I put my hand up immediately and we wanted the Grey Cup this year. Uh, but of course, Hamilton, um, you know, two years ago with that Grey Cup, they were constricted with the parties and, and all of the festivities that went on due to COVID. They barely got sort of the the game going, um, you know, with that type of crowd with the masks and everything being opened up. So when we look back at that, we said, okay, as as a group of governors, Hamilton deserved to have a proper Grey Cup, a proper festival. So we awarded that to them for this year. And of course, my hands, both hands were up saying BC wants, deserves the 2024 Grey Cup. And the governors voted for this. and, And I'm very pleased and I thank them for that. We are going to make sure uh, that Grey Cup is going to be one of the best ever. I'm the Grey Cup chair to answer your question, so I'll be very involved, my friend.
1: Do you have any ideas as of right now what you want to see happen, or are you going to keep that under wraps until we get a little bit closer to?
0: Yeah, I think what we'll do is we'll get uh, this 23 Grey Cup completed out in Hamilton, and then we'll start to announce our plans uh, for 2024 uh, but it'll be one of the best weeks BC's ever seen. And, um, you know, even getting involved early with things like hotel rooms. I mean, I didn't realize the magnitude once you're into sort of the plumbing of what a Grey Cup involves. It is massive. It is awesome. And I think that a lot of the younger people in BC, in the lower mainland, or whether they're from Prince George or up north on the island, when they come to this Grey Cup, they're going to see something that they've never really experienced because you know as a canadian you don't realize how special this is until you're at one and whether it's the game whether it's the festivals the parade the breakfast the the, uh the, the evening activities it's a ball and all the teams are represented so uh, I'm really happy to reintroduce this to BC. It's been a number of years. Uh, I think 2014 was the last one. So on the decade, uh, a lot of people have grown up now and they want to come to this event and the kids, I want them to show them a good time. So we cannot, waste to sh- or sorry, we cannot wait to showcase the Great Cup in 24. And with any luck, the Lions will be uh, you know contending for it too, which would be a dream come true.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I've never been to a Grey cup game, but that's definitely the one that I'm hoping to get my first great cup experience in for. And I'm hoping to see the lions in there, hopefully going for a repeat. So you yeah. grew up in Victoria. What are your thoughts on Victoria hosting that touchdown Pacific game that there has been talk about?
0: Yeah, we're really, uh, you know, working with the league to uh, hope that happens um, for 2024. So Uh, I think there's a good chance it will. I think they're working with the stadium to make sure, uh, you know, they can get the right amount of bleachers set out and all that stuff to make it, uh, you know, tick the boxes of the CFL and make it a good fan experience. So they're working hard at it. Uh, If I was a betting man, I would say it's going to happen in 2024. How proud would I be to have a BC Lions regular season game played in my hometown? Are you kidding me? There's nothing better than that.
1: What are your thoughts on the state of the CFL as a whole right now? So as you said previously, you know, you're an owner of the Board of Governors. So we'll kind of step away from the Lions now and look at the CFL as a whole. Sure. So,
0: you know, I think if you go across the middle of the country, obviously very, very sound. Uh, Edmonton obviously has had a challenging win-loss column for a while. So that's You know, you can't blame the fans, or they've been through some hard years, so they got to get some wins in the column, hopefully not at our expense, but those guys will start, you know, I think uh, Chris Jones will start building that winner, a lot of off-season trades and acquisitions, Edmonton will get those fans back, Calgary, you know, great ownership group. Um great team, good, good loyal fan base. Saskatchewan, we don't need to talk about their tops to fan base. Uh Winnipeg, super solid. Great cup run here again. Um there like, beautiful stadium as well. Hamilton, excellent. Uh they make some great moves there. They got our guy Butler, uh, great quarterback coming in there now, too. So it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, how uh, uh things go with uh with Calgary sort of uh you know letting go uh you know the QB. So let's see what happens in Hamilton. It's gonna be exciting there. Toronto. You know, I think this is one of the best things for the CFL that they won the Grey Cup, bringing that attention back uh, to Toronto. uh, Toronto's working hard and starting to, I believe, reinvest in uh, the community and get things going. And, hey, a Grey Cup brought a lot of attention. They threw a hell of a parade. So I'm excited with what I saw towards the end of the season uh, with Toronto. So nothing but upside there. Montreal, obviously, there was a passing in the ownership group there and and a bit of uh, stuff that, that went on towards the end of the year. So that team's back in our hands. Um, from what I can understand, there's strong, strong interest uh, in the Alouettes. So let's wait and see how that plays out. And uh, there should be some CFL announcements uh, coming directly from them on that, but very excited about where uh, the Alouettes could go as well. So all in all, in good shape. Um, and Atlantic, if something comes, that would be great too. Uh, we'd love to see that 10th team, which I know over the t- you know years we've talked about, but To have the 10th team, we can shorten the season a bit. There's a whole bunch of good stuff that happens with 10 equal teams. Give us a proper Labor Day game in BC as well. We'd love that.
1: Yeah, it's always sad that there's never a Labor Day classic game in you know in bc especially i mean labor day classic calgary edmonton is always uh, an amazing experience uh the banjo bowl of course winnipeg saskatchewan but i would love to see an actual rival even if it was cross-country rival atlantic and bc that would be a great one to see as well how different are some strategies so you talked about every team so far how different are some strategies in regards to fan engagement from a place like bc to a place like say toronto
0: you know I, I just think it's um uh, you know one of these things where you know i won't really speak to you know toronto they i think they you know they're involved in so many different sports um they know how to get you know the job done and and they will um you know we're doing it here in bc again i think it really starts with reengaging the fan base because you know with football as you know you know the down south it's it's religion you know hockey's religion in canada football is a little bit uphill in certain markets and we need to do our job. And again, it starts in the community. You know, I'm so proud when I go out and see, you know, on a a weekend, my kids, and I'm, you know, coaching, you see these kids playing, and they're all wearing lions. I'm trying to get CFL uniforms, uh, not at the cost of NFL because the NFL and CFL work together on so many things, players going back and forth. There's a lot of good stuff for the good of the game, but selfishly, you know, I want our league to really succeed and thrive and really create a new generation of fans. So I'm doing that in BC. I can't speak for the other teams, but I know that it's resonating and I know, you know, having my own kids, uh, you know, they're young, they're all in football, all three two boys and a daughter, and they're all playing flag and my eldest started to play tackle. It's just getting out there and again, passing out some swag, having, you know, uh, gifts at the end that are all lions branded. So we're being very, very careful on our brand placement But we're also just saying, let's place it all over the place, you know, flags in the city, all sorts of things to just get people's eyeballs on it. And then, hey, if we can get them to come into a game, we're going to have a good time. Trust me.
1: The NFL Canada has been doing some partnerships in Canada um, more and more so recently, especially with the first annual women's football conference that happened in Hamilton. How great would it be to try to see that NFL CFL partnership expand more across the country? Because right now it looks more predominantly like it's more an eastern thing
0: it is and and what we did was we did a a combination with the nfl on a big flag tournament last summer in bc it was awesome they invited the the nfl could not have been more welcoming to the bc lions and the cfl they said look you want to bring all your players here whatever you want to do you want to have a lion's tent you know, this is not about the Seahawks hogging the ball here at all. It was really special. And I spent the whole day there in the tournament. I got to meet a bunch of NFL executives. They want to know more about the CFL. They love talking about it. We had our dance team there. They had the uh, Seahawks dance team there and all the kids. It it was great. They they even asked if I wanted to speak. Of course, I I didn't want to speak at this. I said, look, this is the NFL show today, but they could not have been more cordial uh, to the CFL and and to our ownership and and to our team. So I've got to say that these combos are good just to bring the eye on football and to work together is the right way with the NFL, not work against.
1: Speaking of working together in combinations, the XFL recently kicked off. There was a lot of talk before about potentially from Dwayne Johnson to try to partner with the CFL as well. Do you know anything about those conversations and why it didn't really come to fruition?
0: I don't because I uh, I certainly. Uh... You know, I arrived on the scene after that and just sort of after those negotiations, uh, you know, ended up with, you know, where they did. So I don't really know too much on the inside about what happened there. Um, You know, I I, I don't, all I know is this, you know, any league in the U.S. that has gone up against the NFL has been crushed. There has been hundreds of millions of dollars lost every time someone does it. Uh, I'm not sure this will be any different. Let's see um if, if, if there's any indication I don't know Anthony if you saw some of the attendance at the USFL they had the cameras pointed at the field at some games there were 60 people six zero, and that's friends and family and it it it's a tough one XFL I think it'll sizzle for a while but I don't know there's a lot of tombstones on teams that try to compete against the XFL in the football graveyard
1: yeah exactly yeah. Uh switching back to the CFL, do you see that possibility of expansion happening uh anytime soon here in the CFL? I mean, not just for the Atlantic Canada, but where else could you potentially see a team coming in?
0: Well, you know, probably a a question better asked by the commissioner, um, you know, Randy Ambrosi, but you know, there's some chatter about Quebec City and Atlantic being, you know, natural spots and Montreal to have a rival like Quebec City, which is a great city, great province. That could be pretty special. Um, you know, I think in BC, uh, I think the Lions are enough here for now. Um, and I think the other markets are, are serviced. We've got to remember, you know, the population of our country is so small. You know, it, it's less than the population of Texas or California. And, you know, those are just two states out of 50. So we've got to make sure that we can have the right fan base attend, keep it affordable, um, which which is my job. But I, I certainly think those two could be the market to to your question, Anthony.
1: Coming into this year, actually at the end of last year, those new jerseys that were announced, I think there were the Gunmetal lions jerseys. Um, how, how much input do you have on that kind of stuff? Cause those jerseys are beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they actually are. I think those were the best looking uniforms in the league. And, you know, obviously, you're, you know, when you're speaking about your own baby, it's the prettiest all the time, but certainly, um, I am involved in those decisions. I will say that uh, with the marketing, with the uniforms, uh, with the look, the brand, uh, all of that stuff crosses my desk um, in conjunction with the Lions management team. My wife's involved with all the design work, with the dance teams, and and all different aspects of that as well. So we're involved in and um, yeah, I I think the gunmetal thing went off really good. We're listening to the fans. So all I can say is stay tuned. And I think uh, you'll, you'll see a pretty good looking, uh, you know, set of uniforms coming up in the next little while.
1: And before we let you go here today, what do you want to say to all the fans across Canada of the BC Lions?
0: Well, number one, just thanks for being a CFL fan and, and listening to this great podcast. Uh, keep showing up, keep making noise um, and keep asking how we can uh, do better or provide Uh, Any comments you have on how we can do better uh, as a league, uh, as an organization, Um, you know, we're doing our best out in BC. And I think it shows when you invest in something and truly sincerely love it, what can happen. And we look forward to having some large crowds in BC, again, being very noisy, but also uh, wanting the rest of the league to be just as passionate as we are out in BC, and uh, everybody in the organization is turned on, is turned on right from uh, the ownership level, right through to the players, right through to management, um, all the way through the stadium. We're getting this attention back, and and I really appreciate coming on a podcast like this, Anthony. You're well listened to, and giving me the opportunity to tell our story a little bit and how happy we are about the CFL, and uh, CFL is going to be around. A long time, and it's been around a long time, and it's not going anywhere, neither are we.
1: Sir, it was an honor to have you on today. Thank you for agreeing to come on. It was such a great time chatting with you today, and I look forward to seeing what the Lions do this year in 2023.
0: Excellent, Anthony. I'm sure we'll speak again, and uh, thanks again for everything. I appreciate it.
1: That was our conversation with BC Lions owner Amar Doman, and we really appreciated him coming on today. He is such a great individual to speak to. He loves that city. He loves that community. He loves that franchise. He was even driving today, so we apologize for, you know, butting into his really busy schedule, but it was an absolute honor. Well, that is it for us this week. We will be back again next week with a brand new episode. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcast, And you can listen on all major platforms where you can find your podcasts from Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google, Pandora, or all the others. Well, that is it for us, and we'll see you later.